Hey fam, hello, hello, hello family. I am here with a word from the Lord. The Lord has woken me, waking me up early this morning. Is it woke or waking? He woke me up. He, he woke me up early this morning to bring forth this word to you. So your sis is here. And I want to talk to you about what is going to awaken your spouse? What is going to awaken your spouse? So I want to take you first and foremost to Genesis chapter 2. Because it's only right. It's only right. And I know you've heard this story of Adam a million times. But it all starts at the garden. And it all is going to be finished at the garden. Okay? So let's go to Genesis 2. Verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living soul. Mm. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward of Eden. And there he put the man who had, he had formed. Mm. Who he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God. Out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. And the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden. And from thence it was parted and became into four heads. Then I want to take you down to verse... 15. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest eat freely, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him an helper and helper. A, and help me. Wait, hold on. A, and a help me for him. Sorry. <laughs> the KJV, we have me tongue-tied. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But at, but for Adam, there was not found and help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh. Instead thereof, the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man made he a woman and brought her unto the man and adam said this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man okay let me let me now let me bring this back to you so the lord in the garden he formed adam mm, he formed adam he breathed his breath into adam adam became living he was a living soul because the breath of life entered his body right we so so this is what happened then the lord was sitting there so he put adam in the garden he said okay i'm giving you purpose i'm giving you this purpose you are going to tend and you're going to watch over this garden okay that's what i want you to do i want you to watch over this 
But as the Lord said back observing, because we, we peep in Genesis, the Lord always is observing his work. And he said, he we all we, we, we just see in last chapter the Lord was saying good everything was good. Everything was very good. Okay? Then he was sitting back and he said, mm, you know what's not good? He he don't need to be alone. I'm not gonna have my son alone out here. I know he need help tending and watching this garden. So let me let me let me prepare for him. Some some somebody that's just right. So he started the Lord started forming all these different beings. And he brought him to his son. And his son was like, mm, I'm going to name that this, but that ain't it. And he said, mm, I'm going to name that that, but that ain't it. Uh, I'm going to name this one this, but that ain't it. Right? And then the Lord said, you know what? I'm going to cause him to go into a deep sleep. Because he, 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 he understood the assignment. Can I say that? Adam understood the assignment. Okay? So, Adam, we going to put you to sleep. While Adam was asleep, the Lord went to Adam's innermost. He went to the innermost because he said, listen, everything I formed if that was in front of Adam, it didn't come from Adam. It came from a different place than Adam. So I I, I know my son ain't going, he ain't going to rock one of these. But I'm going to go deep into my son and I'm going to pull something out of his. I'm going to pull out something of his and I'm going to form another being. You feel me? Because he could have formed he could have formed Eve just the way that she he formed Adam. But he said, No, I'm gonna go into Adam and I'm gonna take Eve out. Because my son is gonna hit my son different. It's gonna hit my son different. Right? So he took he took the rib out of Adam and he began to form. He formed Eve. And all God did was put Eve in front of excuse me, put Eve in front of Adam. And it says, it didn't say, oh, the Lord had to shake at him. The Lord ain't had to say, get up. You know how sometimes you got to be tapping a person. You got to be like, get up, get up, get up. He ain't had to do none of that. It just says right here. And Adam said, wait, 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 I'm going to start right here. Which the Lord God had taken from man. He made, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, this is now my bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. All she had to do, right, was just be right there. And her spirit is what awakened Adam. It wasn't what she looked like. It wasn't what kind of body she had. It was just who was within her it was just what was within her it was i can bear witness with you because the same spirit in you is the same spirit in me so i can bear witness i know that god created you for me because he said he was gonna make somebody just right for me me and the lord was talking and he said he got somebody that's just right for me and he brought you to me and my spirit bear witness that it's you yeah i see these other beasts of the field i've seen these other birds but nobody was quite like you baby girl that's what adam was saying right i paint the picture for you that's what adam was saying nobody was quite right for you well quite but you i was looking for you you bone of my bone you flesh of my flesh you my woman girl that's what adam was saying that's what adam was saying you my woman i see these i see i see everybody that was trying to take your place but you are with it and i know it Adam didn't waste no time 
because I want to tell you what the Lord, how he brought this to me. Because the Lord, he downloaded so much into me this morning. Whether it was within my dreams or it was within just him talking to me. Once I, like, was coming to and he was talking and I just had to get out my phone and just start writing in my notes. I'm going to read you what he said to me. You will awaken your husband by the beauty in your spirit. Your spirit is what will keep him. You catch that. Your spirit is what will keep him. Let me tell you why. Because charm is deceptive and beauty does not last. But a woman that fears the Lord, she will be praised. It's about the fear that you have of the Lord. It's about who dwells within you. What spirit is dwelling within you? That is what will keep him. Listen, you can see some of these females out here and you might think they are so beautiful, but they get cheated on. They get dogged out. A lot of things happen, right? Because it's it's all about the spirit that's in them. Of why they get treated that way. You see some of these, these people out here, they beautiful. But you keep getting divorced. It's because what's within you is ugly. It's 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 the it's the ugliness of the spirit within you. You get what I'm saying? It's about the ugliness of the spirit within you. You can't keep a a man. I'm gonna say it like this: You can't keep a man if your spirit is ugly. You can't because that's what truly matters. Can I grow old with you? Because your beauty's not gonna last. This is temporary. You can get all the Botox. You can get all the injections. You can get all the surgeries, all the BBLs you want to get. But that will not last. You're not going to be 90 years old getting up on the surgery table. That's not what you're going to be doing. It's not going to last. It's about your spirit. That's what's going to last. Your fear of the Lord. That's what's going to last. And that's what's going to keep this man. That's what's going to keep your husband. It's not about how good you think you look. It's not about how you think you can cook so well. It's about what is at the core of within you. When this man is coming home from a rough day and he's been facing warfare. Well, you're the one that's going to speak life into him. You are the one to help him tend and watch over the garden. You are to motivate him. You are to to release off power in his life. Do you understand that? You are his helpmate. That's what you are. So your spirit is what's going to keep him. He has a purpose. And your purpose aligns with his purpose. Do you understand? And y'all walking out your purposes together. Because it's strength in numbers. Two can fight back to back and conquer. That's what it's about. That is what it's about. That's what's going to keep him. And I'm here to tell you, that's what's it. I watch people all the time focus so much on the outer beauty. But on the inside, I'm like, what did Jesus say to the Pharisees? You're like a whitewashed tomb. You're beautiful on the outside, but you're full of death on the inside. You are full of death on the inside. Work on that. Work on the core of that. You get what I'm saying? Work on that. 
Because that's what's going to keep them. You can sit here and you can say, oh, it ain't no good man that's around and da 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 No, you got to go to the common denominator. And I got to be real with you. Because listen, I had to sit back in my life and I had to peep like, I attract the same type of dude. I had to sit. I had to really sit there, and I was like, I attract the same different, the same dudes. Like they, they be from different places, but they all be the same, because it was a lack within me. It was, it was a spirit I was dealing with that was attracting what I was. <laughs> I had to take accountability. I had to take accountability that, yeah, it was me. Yeah, they had their own issues, but. That had nothing to do with the other people that I attracted that was just like you. The only person that was the same in every situation was me. I had to get me together. I had to let the Lord wash me. I got to let the Lord lead me. I need the Lord daily because every day I want to get better. I want to go from glory to glory every day. I need Jesus. You feel me? And now listen, the enemy, he might try to set his counterfeits, but I got the Lord. I'll be like, mm, that ain't it. That ain't it. <laughs> Let me just shut you down right here because that ain't it. I don't be disrespectful. I will I will dismiss you respectfully, but I know that you just now what nope, that ain't it. That ain't what the Lord told me. That ain't what the Lord told me. Listen, ladies, don't be all hype over a dude that be like, oh, I'm going to marry you one day. You need to ask God, Lord, is that the one? Don't be all excited like, oh, he said he's going to marry me one day. That don't mean nothing if the Lord ain't anoint him as king. If he ain't anoint him as the king of your life, that's just, that's some words falling on deaf ears till Jesus tell me. Because let me tell you something. God says that man looks at the outward. But God looks at man's heart. So I need to go back into the secret place with my father and be like, Lord, what's up? What's good? Because I ain't hear you say nothing about this one. So don't get hype about that. The enemy knows what you what you are looking for. He's not stupid. He's not stupid at all. Listen, and some men will just hang, they will dangle marriage in front of your face because it's all a tactic. <laughs> it's all a tactic. Ask me how I know. It's a tactic. Some people will hold a relationship up in your face. They'll dangle it there. Because it's a tactic. But when you truly are walking with the Father, you like, I know everything else will be added on to me because my treasures are in heaven. I know if I seek the kingdom of God above all else, he will Give me the desires of my heart. Everything will be added on to me. That's an alignment with his will and his purpose for my life. Because I love God. And he loves me. Don't despise the weight. Don't despise your, your dry season. Don't despise the lack. Because God is doing something within you. Don't be one of these females that hops from relationship to relationship to relationship. You listen. You need Jesus. I'm I'm so serious. I'm so serious. Can I be real with y'all? Can I be real with y'all? All you trying to do is fill a void that only Jesus can fill. Because even when you in that relationship, you feeling you're not feeling content. 
You quick to get jealous when you think he looking at somebody walking past. You think he checking her out. You you got insecurities about yourself because things that happened in the past and Jesus will heal you. He will heal you from it. You got to know, right? You're not the only beautiful woman. Can I tell you this? You're not the only beautiful woman. And, and when your husband is in purpose, you got to be comfortable with who you are. Because he's going to come into contact with other women. I got to break it to you, sweetheart. He's going to come in contact with other women. And you have to be comfortable with that you gotta be okay with that and you gotta be real with yourself you gotta have a heart-to-heart moment with you and the lord be like lord am i securing myself and if i'm not lord strengthen me in this area because you can't let that get in the way of his purpose you can't let jealousy get in the way of his purpose. You can't let envy get in the way of his purpose. Because let me tell you something. It's always going to be somebody who who you feel as though, I'm putting it this way, who you feel as though looks better than you. Who you feel as though looks better than you. Because ain't nobody tell you that but yourself. And you know, the devil is a liar. Because you know, he might get behind you and go, she looked, you know. But it's all up to you if you want to agree with that. Or you got to be okay with that. You got to be okay. Your, your husband, he he, 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 may, he's, he might attract other women's eyes. But you got to trust him that he is going to be like, nah, I, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I got, I got a wife. I got kids at home. I love my wife. Listen, praise God for her. You got to trust him. You can't be on his back constantly. You got to be secure within yourself. You got to know it's about what's within me. I got a piece of him that's within me that he needs. And it's a piece of me. It's, it's a piece of me in him that I need. And I'm secure in that. I'm secure in knowing that I'm bone in his bone. He flesh of my flesh. He my man and I'm his woman. You feel me? I'm his rib. That's 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 what the Lord wants. He don't want you to be insecure. He wants you to be secure. He knows that different people tore you down. He knows different people tried to break you. He knows that the enemy has has said lies to your mind. But if you will come to Jesus, he will fill you with the truth about yourself. He will fill you with the thoughts, the thoughts that he has. In Jeremiah 29 verse 11, I'm going to read that to you in a minute. He said that he will fill you with his thoughts. He says he knows the thoughts that I have. He knows the, he knows the thoughts that he has towards you. So I know God will fill you with his thoughts if you ask. If you ask. Don't go by what the world said. Don't go by what the beauty standards is of the world. And you just keep walking. And everything will be added on to you. Okay? Let me, um... I had to have a... We had to have a a moment real quick. And I'm going to read you verse 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh and they were both naked the man and his woman and his wife and they and, and were not ashamed 
so there they was in a garden before each other naked and they felt no shame we already talked before how free you feel when you naked it's just you feel free okay but they were standing before each other and they were just it was they were all all in it was just like i'm at my most vulnerable you at your most vulnerable but i'm not ashamed and the Lord wants you to be like that. He wants you to be able to stand there and just be like, I'm not ashamed. I, I, I know I can tell you the stories about these scars. I'm not ashamed of these scars. I'm not going to shrink back from these scars. I want to tell you God's redemption. I want to tell you about his salvation because of these scars. God don't want you to act out because of how you got the scars. He don't want you to be triggered and then you start treating your husband like he's not a a God-fearing kingdom man. But he wants you to be able to just be unashamed. He, He wants you to be honored. Do you know that? He wants you to be honored. There's no there's no room for shame. When you have honor. Okay. Let's go to. Um, what I said. Jeremiah 29. 11. I'm going to go there real quick. Uh, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an unex- to give you an expected end. Then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you, and ye shall seek me and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your hearts. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord. And I will turn away your captivity and I will gather you from all the nations and from all the places whether I have driven you, saith the Lord. But I want you to read right here where he says, I know the thoughts that I have for you. You know the NLT, it says, I know the plans that I have for you. But I know the thoughts that I have for you. I know what I think towards you. God says he knows how he feels about you. Because Jesus is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. So he said, I know what I think towards you. Ask God, say, God, what do you think towards me? Fill me with your thoughts. Fill me with your thoughts, Jesus. What do you think towards me? He says he has thoughts of peace and not of evil. He got peaceful thoughts for you. He he wants to bring you to an expected end. That means that he has given you a vision in your mind. You see yourself happily married. You see yourself with children. You see yourself with a white picket fence with a dog. You see yourself living in your purpose. And the Lord says, "I have an ex- that's the expected end I have for you. I see the pain of your past. I see your shortcomings. I see the failures. I've seen the disappointments. I've seen the abuse. But I have an expected end for you. I know the plans. 
I know the thoughts I have towards you. I know the world has given you thoughts, but those aren't mine, says the Lord. The thoughts I have for you is to bring you peace, not evil. The Lord does not want you to sit here and look yourself in the mirror and wish you were somebody different. He doesn't want you to look in the mirror and critique pieces of you that he has formed, that he has knit, that he has put together. He wants you to love yourself because that's the plans he has towards you. The Lord didn't send you down here and, and want you to reconstruct your whole body. That's not what he wanted. That's not the thoughts he had towards you. He knows what he thinks towards you. So it goes back to, remember after Adam and Eve um, ate the forbidden fruit and they hid from the Lord because they were naked? And he said, who told you that? Who, who told you you wouldn't amount to nothing? Who told you you weren't beautiful enough? Who, who told you that your body wasn't, wasn't good enough? Who told you you weren't smart enough? Who told you you can never have a man that will love you? Who told you you were stupid? Who told you these things? Because that's not the thoughts that the Lord has towards you. That's not the plans that he has for you. That's not the expected end that he has for you. That's not it. So it's time to change the way you think. It's time to switch that mentality. Because that's not what he told you. You know that? That's not what he said about you. You are beautiful. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. You are smart. Because the spirit that lives within you will release such wisdom, such knowledge, such understanding. You are good enough. That's the truth. You will have a person that will love you, that will shower you with honor, who will be proud to say, that's mine, that's my woman, that's my rib. You will have that. But just let God love on you some. Enjoy this season with just you and the Lord. Be formed by him. You are in God's hands right now. He is forming you and developing you into the person he has created you to be. Trust God, okay? Um, I want to take you to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 3. Verse, I'm sorry, verse one. In the same way, I'm now reading the NLT. <laughs> In the same way, you guys must accept the authority of your husband. Then even if some refuse to obey the good news, your godly life will speak to them without any words. They will be won over by observing your pure and reverent lives. 
Don't be concerned about the outward beauty of fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. You should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes from within. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. So right here, Peter is saying, don't focus on the hair, the nails, the eyelashes, the clothes. Don't focus on them things. Yeah, them things, they all right. They all right. I ain't going to say you got to be out here looking like who did it and why. But don't make that be all you focus on. Because that's not what's going to keep the man God got for you. That's not what's going to keep him at the end of the day. It's not going to keep him. But he said you should clothe yourself instead with the beauty that comes from within the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. He said the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. True beauty starts from within. Okay, that's why this is within her beauty. True beauty starts from within. I know that I'm beautiful because I'm beautiful from the inside. And it it just magnifies to the outside. It has no choice. It got to come forth. And that's what I'm saying to you. True beauty starts from the inside. And it magnifies to the out. It manifests to the outward because it has to run it over. It has to. And that's what's going to last. You can be 90 years old and still be as beautiful as the day you were 16, as the day you were 28, as the day you was 35, as the day you was 47. I can keep going, okay? (laughs) I can keep going. But you can be still that beautiful because it's the spirit. He said of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. He is giving you God's heart in this verse. That is what's precious to God. To have a gentle and quiet spirit. You know? He, he That's what true beauty is. Not out here yelling, fussing, cussing, acting a stone cold fool. That's not, what, that's not what's going to do it. It's the within. It's that, oh, oh, she been out here getting formed. Oh, okay, this is what she do. She was formed. I could tell by the way she speaks that she spends time in the prayer spot, in her prayer closet, in the secret place. By the way that she lights up a room when she walks in the door. That's how, that's how a man is going to know. That's how a kingdom man is going to know. How you change the atmosphere. How the atmosphere has no choice but to, to, to switch because you have stepped into the room. That is what's, what's going to matter. That's what he's looking for. He's not looking for, oh, if you can cut somebody out. He's not looking for, oh, if, um, just just all the day, all the all the all the ratchet festivities, okay, all the ratchet festivities. He's not looking for that. He's looking for your 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 spirit, your vibe. 
You know, people say vibe, they say the energy, but it's that spirit that you carry. That's what people can feel. It's the spirit. Because you either got the spirit of the true and living God, the Holy Spirit, or you got the spirit of the Antichrist. There's no in between. And that's what people feel. You feel me? It says in verse 8, no, verse 5, I'm sorry. This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. They put their trust in God and accepted the authority of their husband. For instance, Sarah obeyed her husband Abraham and called him her master. You are her daughters when you think, when you do what is right without fear of what your husbands might do. It's the submission, you know, it's the submission. That's what he's talking about, the submission. That right there, that is what he what he's looking for. You just got, you, your, your relationship with God is so solid that you know that God got your back. You know that? Let me tell you something. The enemy does not want to see this union. And he is going to fight tooth and nail, okay, about this union. But when you are on a firm foundation, he can't do nothing with it. A triple braided cord is not easily broken. You get what I'm saying? So, I say that to say this. You got, it all goes back to your relationship with God. You know God got you. I can submit to you because I know God got me. <laughs> I know I can submit to you because God got me. I don't got to worry about it because God got me. I know he got me covered. I know if you walk in this house and you told me, God said we, that we want to move here. I already, you just confirming what the Lord just spoke to me and my spirit and I'm with you because I know God got me. When I see you pouring all of your money into ministry, I'm not going to argue with you because I know God got us. I know we need to store our treasures in heaven. Why do we got to store our treasures in Jesus where the moths can't get to it? I'm not going to be arguing with you about why you spending all this money on this because I understood the assignment. I understand the assignment. You got to understand the assignment. I'm going to trust you because I trust God. I trust God before all else. It says love God with all your might, all your soul, all your strength, all your being. That's how much you got to love God. And then you can love your neighbor as you love yourself. But it all starts with loving God. I love God so much. So I know he got me. I know that when the Lord brings this man into my life, he's not bringing him for evil, but he's bringing him for peace. Because that's the plans he got for me. That's the thoughts he has towards me. So I'm not going to worry about it. People are going to try to come up against your marriage, but you got to be firm in knowing that I trust God. I trust God. No matter what it looks like, I'm going to trust God. I'm not gonna trust what he said, she said, they said. I'm gonna trust God, cause my security comes from Jesus. My validation comes from Jesus. I know God is passionate about me. I trust Him. Okay. 
Um, hold on, let me get this. Let's go to Matthew 23, verse 27. Um, verse 27. Okay, let's go right here. Sorry, family. It says, What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites? For you are like washed, you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Outwardly, you look like righteous people, but inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. So listen, he said you look like whitewashed tombs. On the outside, you just look so beautiful. You look so beautiful on the outside. But you just feel with death and decay on the inside. He said what sorrow awaits you. And that's what it is when you don't know your identity in Christ and you focus on the outward beauty. And you never focused on the inward. You never got your spirit and your soul right with God. You never did. So you just a whitewashed tomb. Beautiful on the outside. But on the inside you feel with death and decay. And I know this verse is alive. I know this verse is living. Because I once was a person who cared more about what I looked. And how I presented myself. Versus my spirit man. And guess what family. I was full of death and decay. I see my fruits. I I knew what kind of fruits I had. I had a nasty tree. My roots was dry. They was nasty. My roots was ashy, y'all. And it, it just wasn't a good vibe for me. It wasn't a good vibe at all. And and guess what? I was deep in them sins. Can I can I take it here for a second? I need to take it here for a second. I was talking to my sister last night when we was riding around. And I told her, I said, because we just did a song. And, um, I just, cause one of the bars, I, I think it's, it was spirit filled by Brian T just type in spirit filled by Brian T. And, um, he said, every Friday night you get your Hennessy on, try to smoke up a pound and make your memory going inside you, you inside you feeling weak. So you pretend to be strong. Got the bars. I had to get it. I had to get it real quick, but we just started talking about that, right? For me, I'm going to just speak what I said. I was like, um, you know, like, I couldn't handle my sins. I couldn't handle the curses that was on me. I couldn't handle it. And I used to try to just smoke to make the memory go on. Like, what he said was the truth because it's the truth. And I couldn't handle that. I, cu- I couldn't handle the curses that was on my life from generations. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle my own sins. I couldn't bear them, right? So, I had to, I had to get them washed away. <laughs> I, had to get, I had to get the inside of me washed away. Because I couldn't handle it. 
And I, I wanted to just bring that part to you. Because somebody, I need you to know that. That you can't handle the curses on your life. That's why you turn to these different idols. Because you can't handle the curses in your life. But if you will come to Jesus, he will wash you clean. He will set you free. He will switch your garment if you will trust in him. If you will trust in him, he will do it. Okay? Because I couldn't bear it for myself. It was hard. Every day was a battle. Because I didn't have Jesus. But now I go through the day with comfort. Even if I I, I, I stumble, I got comfort in him. Right? So I just wanted to bring that to you because it's just you can't handle you can't handle it you can't it is you just can't handle it and I tried to fill that void with just all types of idols and it never worked for me it never worked it never never worked because I need Jesus and you need Jesus. But back to what um, he said to the Pharisees. Outwardly you look like righteous people, but inwardly your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. So he's saying, outwardly, I would think that you are an upright person, the way that you carry yourself. But remember, God looks at the heart. But really, you're just... a you 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 you're a hypocrite and, and you practice lawlessness. You don't practice what you preach. That goes back to that uh bar that Brian had when he said, um, inside you feeling weak, so you pretend to be strong. You hiding behind this mask and you act like you're 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 so strong, but really you're weak. Really, you're still that little girl that was hurt. You still live in the hurts from what the last relationship did to you. But on the outside, you like to to act like you have it all together. But on the inside, the Lord says you're still you're, you're lawless. You don't you don't you you say one thing, but then you're doing another. Come to me, and I will put you on a firm foundation, says the Lord. I will place you on this firm foundation if you come to me. I will actually give you strength, says the Lord. I will strengthen you if you come to me. You don't have to pretend to be okay. I know your heart. Can I testify something? Like I told you. Um... I, 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 the old dead me, she was, she was a trip. Okay. I'm gonna put it that way. She was a trip. And I just remember like in that season of just when the Lord came and got me and I was just crying out to the Lord. I think I already told the story like multiple times, but this is just one of the powerful testimonies to me. And I remember just sitting at the foot of my bed, just crying crying and crying and crying and I remember like I'm just 
telling God, like, I'm so sorry. I don't deserve you. Like, I just felt so disgusting, okay? And the Lord said to me, as clearly as I'm speaking to you, the Lord said to me, you got to forgive yourself. Oh, that only made me cry harder. What you mean? I got to forgive myself. (laughs) Oh, it made me cry harder because the goodness of God, I sinned against you, but you're telling me to forgive myself. I, I won't even deserve forgiveness. And you're telling me to forgive myself? Like he wasn't even concentrating on himself. He was telling me, he, just, just how Jesus be just always constantly pouring into you. You don't forgive yourself. You got to forgive yourself. You keep coming before me guilty. And I need you to forgive yourself. I need you to lay everything down at my feet. And really forgive yourself. That's what the Lord wants. Forgive. Why would the Lord. If he said treat your neighbor as he treats yourself. Why wouldn't he tell him. When he said 70 70 times 7, I think. I think he said 70 times 7. When he asked him how many times he got to keep on forgiving. I think he did say 70 times 7. I think that's what he said. Go look up the scripture. Don't hold me to it. Remember he said, if a person hits you, turn it off for the other cheek. Because the first, you, you got to treat yourself like that. Because you only can give out what, what, what you feel about yourself. You only can do that. You get what I'm saying? I can't, I, I can't turn the other cheek with you if I can't turn the other cheek with myself. I can't forgive you 70 times 7 if I don't forgive myself 70 times 7. How can I do it? How can I pour into you if I'm empty? You got to be filled. Is the family... God got plans and he got purposes for y'all. I just want y'all really to just trust him. Just just trust God in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct. He will order your steps. He will, he will direct your path. He will do it all, family. Just trust him. God wants to give you the desires of your heart. But when God does a thing, when he gives you a blessing, he adds no sorrow to it. So that means he heals you before he gives it to you. Because what he gives is good. He's a good father and he gives good gifts. He doesn't want to give you a halfway present. He don't want to give you a present in in the wrapping paper all ripped up. No, God takes his time. And he places your present on the wrapping paper. And he he carefully folds the wrapping paper over the box. And he carefully tapes it. And he carefully puts the bow on it. And he carefully puts the sticker on it to write your name to and from. He carefully does that. He don't just leave it in the bag that he got it from and give it to you. No, he takes thought into it. Even when he's he, he's making this gift for you, he thinks about everything. Everything. He thinks about every little detail. He remembers all the hurt and pain. And he says, I'm going to pay her back for this. I'm going to pay her back for that. I want to do this for her. I'm going to honor her in this way. Because I see where she was dishonored. 
I'm going to give her joy. Because I remember it was a time that all my daughter knew was sorrow. I'm going to heal her. Because at a time, all my daughter knew was pain. That's what the Lord does, family. That's what he does. And I just pray that this word has blessed you, okay? I just pray in the name of Jesus that if anything that was spoken today convicted your spirit, take it back to God. Even if you you don't feel nothing, take this back to God. Even if this whole thing hits you, take it back to God. Because he is the the author and the finisher. He is the lover of your soul. Okay, so take it back to him because he loves you dearly. He loves you so much. And that is what's important. That is what is so important is that you know the love of the Father. That is what's important, family. So, <clears throat> let's say this together, family. Because I'm going to let y'all go. Let, Lord, you got anything you want me to say. But I'm going to let y'all go. I love y'all so, 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 so much. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. That's what's important, that Jesus loves you. Have a blessed day, or if you listen to this at nighttime, have a blessed night. And just rest in God. If, if, even if you just new to this, or you want to give your life to the Lord. I got you. Hold on, let me get you to the verse. Let me get you to the verse. Let's go to Romans 10 real quick. This is for anybody who wants to, you know, give their life to the Lord. Okay. We doing no altar call right now. We're going to go to Romans 10, 13. And it says. Um, <clears throat> wait, let me roll to verse 9. If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God. And it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. As the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gave generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. All who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Declare Jesus as Lord today in your life. And you will be saved from your sins. Remember your sister was talking. I couldn't handle my sins. I called on his name and he saved me. He broke curses off of me. He put me on a firm foundation. And he will do that for you, family. I'm just here to testify of God's goodness. Okay? And right here it says, But how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in in him if they have never heard about him? 
And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, How beautiful are the feet of the messenger who bring good news. Family, and that's where I'm going to close it out at. Because I'm the messenger that the Lord has placed before you. To invite you into salvation with the Lord today. I pray that you receive this in the name of Jesus. I pray that Jesus has become Lord in your life today. Okay? So I love you so, 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 so much. And let's say this together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.